You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, an artist pays tribute to three National Guardsmen who died in a helicopter crash last year. And um, they'll be flying up, you know, an incline toward the sky. And we meet the newest member of the Adirondack Park Agency Board and learn what she wants for one of New York's most treasured regions. The more people within the state and outside the state that we can get to care about this property and support it is is absolutely vital. All that coming up on your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at ROCVOX.com. Last year, three National Guardsmen died when the helicopter they were operating during a training mission crashed in Menden. Now the town is building a memorial in remembrance of them. My colleague Beth Adams spoke with the artist who was commissioned to create a sculpture to honor the pilots. She has this story. Mary Taylor's home and studio are just a few miles from the Menden Field, where a Black Hawk medevac helicopter went down on January 19, 2021. It was the wintertime, so it was really dark. She was on her porch with a friend when they heard a helicopter overhead, but they thought it sounded odd. And Lee said, that's not right. There's something wrong with that helicopter. And later, we heard that there had been a crash. Tragically, all three pilots, Stephen Skoda, Daniel Pryle, and Christian Cook, died in the crash. Now, Taylor is sculpting the memorial that will stand as a lasting tribute to their service. In her studio, a welding torch glows and sparks as Taylor transforms a piece of steel into intricately detailed feathers, hundreds of them, on the wing of a snow goose. The life-sized soaring bird has a wingspan of five feet. It and two others will be the centerpiece of the memorial. It was the Native American and Celtic symbolism of snow geese that inspired this artistic choice. Strength, family orientation, discipline, tenacity, caring for your companions, everything that the medevac military people are exemplified by. In one of the texts I researched about snow geese, it said that they fly in synchronicity. But, you know, if you really look them up in flight, they're not all in the same pattern. I thought it would be much more interesting visually to have them different postures, different personalities, you know, of the, of the men. The beginning of a project is my taking control you know, my making the frame, determining the position of the wings, the head, you know, the whole body. But then there comes a time when the bird takes over. They'll be flying close to each other, but not really symmetrically, you know, like different heights. And um, they'll be flying up, you know, an incline 
toward the sky. Yeah. The public will be able to visit the memorial when it's completed and installed sometime next year at Semmel Road Park in the town of Menden. I hope they'll love it. I hope they'll feel free and loving. Beth Adams is the host of Morning Edition on WXXI. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. Benita Law Jow is the newest member of the Adirondack Park Agency Board. She was a former dietitian for the State Health Department and is the first black person to ever serve on the board. She attended her first meeting last month. Emily Russell is a reporter for North Country Public Radio. She spoke to Law Jow, who explained why serving on the APA board means so much to her and what she wants to accomplish in the position. I've cared about the Adirondacks ever since I first encountered the Adirondacks. That's been my territory for my job when I worked for the state health department. Aside from being an outdoors person, I got to know the people and understand some of the issues there. But then I'd start to hear about, you know, some of the other um, concerns about the protection of the Adirondacks, seeing the impacts of climate change, seeing the impacts on people who live there year out, the ones who I consider the true stewards of the Adirondacks because they live there year round and they see the people who live there year round see what happens year round. And they're the first ones that ring the bell and say, hey, look at what's going on up here. You know, whether it's animals or the plant life. And they really care and they've protected the Adirondacks all these years. So I want to be able to support and be a voice and you know, work to protect the Adirondacks. If you had to pinpoint, I wonder what you would say is the most pressing issue in the Adirondacks right now. Ooh, I would say affordable housing. I have met many, many people up there who, who live there. And I mean, you have seasonal work for one, so salaries are really low. Um, housing is very scarce. And with gas prices being the way they are right now, I mean, even people who live on the border of the Adirondacks and who've been commuting in for work, they can't afford to do it right now. I mean, they're really struggling because they're spending the whole paychecks on gas. I'd like to work in collaboration with local government and stakeholders to understand what impediments to building affordable housing are. Do you feel like the Adirondack Park Agency has the power it needs to affect change in the park? I believe we do. I think we really need to work closer with our allies and and bring in new allies, maybe. For me, I think networking and, and just talking to a broad audience and sharing what we know with others will make a big difference. I think education is going to be a great key and letting people know who we are, what we can do and what our limits are, but then partnering with the governor and other agencies. How do you see or how would you describe your responsibility on the APA board? One of the reasons why I'm glad I'm here is because I don't know how effective they've been at reaching the African-American community or a broader audience of people of color. 
and I think the fact that I'm physically here um, will let folks know that you know that we're here. I mean, I there's a history of African Americans in the Adirondacks. Um, we we've been here, we are here, and yet most of us don't even think we should be there. A lot of people I know don't even know that African Americans live in the Adirondacks other than in prison. A lot of us, unfortunately, when we come to the Adirondacks, it's because we're coming up there to see people in prison. And so then you don't necessarily see us working or moving around within the Adirondacks. So it doesn't seem to be a hospitable place for people of color. And I think with some of the initiatives that have gone on, like the Adirondack Diversity Initiative, for example, and the work they've been doing this past year, I've seen more people working in places in the Adirondacks, more people of color than I've ever seen in all the years I've been coming to the Adirondacks. And I think the other thing that needs to happen is that we need to encourage the interaction of people in the Adirondacks with people outside the park of more diverse audiences. I wonder what's your favorite way to experience the Adirondacks? Oh, geez. I love kayaking in the Adirondacks. I love being in nature, especially where in areas where there are loons. I'm a member of the Adirondack Center for Loon Conservation, and I love to be on a quiet pond or lake and just listening to the loons. It, it goes into my soul. I'm, I just, yeah, it's, it just brings me such joy and peace and, and says to me that this is a good place to be and the world is all right. And I, I'm so thankful that we have six million acres that we as a state preserved. I mean, New York's great for so many things, but to have six million acres that we cared enough about that we preserved um, as green space is amazing. And so the more people within the state and outside the state that we can get to care about this property and support it is, is absolutely vital. Emily Russell is a reporter for North Country Public Radio. You can see and hear more of their stuff at northcountrypublicradio.org. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news at our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.